welcome to Come Follow Me with Bree, episode 62, Choosing the Savior's Plan. All right, so today is going to be a little bit different than usual. I am not going to be covering this week's sections for Come Follow Me. I, for this last couple of weeks, have just had kind of a heavy heart as I have been interacting with with people around me. And I'm not just talking about people who live near me, but just interacting with people online, interacting with with the world at large as I as I read about it. So if you want to hear about this week's sections, I encourage you to go to some of the other amazing podcasts, Come Follow Me podcasts, and I'm sure that they are talking about it and definitely probably not talking about what I'm talking about today. So I feel like the attitude that is is surrounding me on many fronts is all is well in Zion. That's something that's prophesied that will happen, that there will be many who will have that attitude that all is well in Zion. When we are being clearly told, very clearly told by the prophet that things are escalating, not only are we being told that, but if you're paying attention, there is so much evil happening right now. And so many are wanting to go back after this last hard last couple of years, go back to their comfortable lives and just assume that what they are being told is true and that all is well. Now, I'm not going to tell you in any of this episode what to think about anything. And before I go too much further, I would like to ask something of you. Please do not assign precise viewpoints to what I'm saying. I am not going to be talking about my opinions on specific topics. There are so many issues that all of these things that I'm going to be talking about could apply to. There are efforts to deceive us on every single front. You might have an issue that's at the forefront of your mind, and as you listen to me, you might apply what I'm saying to that. But I want you to just think about all of the deception, all of the lies that are all around us in many, many areas. So try not to just pinpoint it on one particular thing. My purpose today is to remind all of you, and maybe some of you, I'm sure a lot of you know this, but I've just heard enough talk that I just felt the need to to maybe reach anybody who doesn't quite realize this. All is not well. Now, I think it's important to note while I'm talking that I, as I as I'm talking, I do not think that any one side of any opinion, aside from the Lord's actual truth, aside from from his gospel, is not infiltrated with the ideology of that great and abominable church. Do you think it just even seems silly to say it out loud. Do you think that Satan is only going to direct his efforts at one group? No, that would be stupid. And I promise you that he is not stupid. And he is directing his efforts everywhere and has infiltrated all sides. I have heard so much deception and lies around all political ideologies, around all sides of any argument. Now, really quick, also important to note, ultimately, all is well, because the Savior will conquer it all, and everything is in his hands, and all will turn out exactly as it was supposed to. And in that sense, all is well. But we need to be so, so careful that we don't desire ease and emotional comfort and a sense of security and safety so badly that we either A, put on our blinders of apathy and conclude that everything is okay, underestimating Satan's ability to deceive and flatter and infiltrate every aspect of our society, or B, become so afraid of what is happening in the world that we are willing to put our trust in the arm of the flesh and allow the continuation of the war in heaven to prevail, which was a war over agency. President Nelson said in 2018, 
Our Savior and Redeemer, Jesus Christ, will perform some of his mightiest works between now and when he comes again. We will see miraculous indications that God the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ, preside over this church in majesty and glory. But in coming days, it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost. How is it possible that we will see some of his mightiest works? Miraculous indications that God the Father and His Son Jesus Christ preside over their church in majesty and glory, but also not be able to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost. Don't those two things seem to be in opposition? If you're seeing miraculous indications that the church really is the church of Jesus Christ, why would anybody doubt and allow themselves to be deceived and put themselves in spiritual jeopardy? And what I think is I think that it will be because both sides, Heavenly Father's argument and Satan's, will be equally logically convincing. And actually, maybe Satan's argument will be more convincing because it doesn't necessarily require faith in anything. It's time for everyone to carefully evaluate what you believe. And I'm not just talking about what you believe in reference to a basic church testimony. Satan is the father of all lies, all lies. Every lie you hear, he is the father of it. I am thinking about believing the quote truth that the world is screaming at us, repeating to us, bombarding us until our brains aren't strong enough to resist. Don't overestimate yourself by yourself. We're not that smart. You need the Holy Ghost to be with you so you can discern between truth and lies. It is important that you and I ask ourselves and challenge things that we are believing to be true. What are some things that you believe to be true? Are you believing anything to be true that is in opposition to what our church leaders are telling us? One of the primary ways that Heavenly Father has cultivated and educated people throughout the history of the world is repeating truths. Over and over again, we read the scriptures, the same scriptures over and over again. We listen to general conference, repeating the same messages twice a year. We go to church every Sunday, listening to talks and lessons, all covering the same ideas and the same basic doctrines and principles. Satan is implementing the same strategy. We live in a world now where it is impossible to get away from the messages that Satan is repeating to us over and over and over again. Music, TV shows, the news, politics, philosophies of the world. Satan always mimics Heavenly Father and his strategies. And it is no different right now. When we hear something being repeated over and over again, so artfully sprinkled with bits of truth, we are so limited as human beings that without the companionship of the Holy Ghost to help us discern between truth and lies, it will become impossible to tell. The only way to know the difference is to have the Holy Ghost with you so you can see the lies for what they are and truth through the word of God. David O. McKay said, Whenever the God of heaven reveals his gospel to mankind, Satan, the arch enemy to Christ, introduces a counterfeit. Do you think that that counterfeit will look like the opposite, the polar opposite of the gospel? While there is that, for the most part, the counterfeit that Satan introduces is so carefully crafted. It includes some truth. It includes something that really resonates in our heart. It is intended to make us feel comfortable. It is intended to flatter our hearts. It includes bits and pieces of the gospel and then adding in his lies. 
In 2 Nephi chapter 28, I'm going to skip around a little bit, and this is where Nephi is having a vision about our day. He says, They have all gone astray, save it be a few, who are the humble followers of Christ. Nevertheless, they are led, in many instances they do err, because they are taught by the precepts of men. But behold, that great and abominable church, the whore of all the earth, must crumble to the earth, and great must be the fall thereof. For the kingdom of the devil must shake, and they which belong to us must needs be stirred up unto repentance. Or the devil will grasp them with his everlasting change, and they be stirred up unto anger and perish. For behold, at that day he shall enrage the hearts of the children of men, and stir them up to anger against that which is good. And others he will pacify, and lull them into a carnal security, and they will say, All is well in Zion. Yea, Zion prospereth, all is well. And thus the devil cheateth their souls, and leadeth them away carefully down to hell. Therefore, woe be unto him that is at ease in Zion. Woe be unto him that crieth, All is well. Yea, woe be unto him that hearkeneth unto the precepts of men, and denieth the power of God and the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yea, woe be unto him that saith, We have received and need no more. And in fine, woe be unto all those who tremble and are angry because of the truth of God. For behold, he that is built upon the rock receiveth it with gladness, and he that is built upon a sandy foundation trembleth lest he shall fall. So from that, we know that there will be those that will think all is well in Zion. And how, A, do we make sure that we're not one of those people? But B, how will those people be deceived? They're in Zion, right? So they must have some basic testimony going on there. Now, I'm going to seemingly jump topics a little bit, but I promise that it's relevant. And it's relevant to dozens of topics that we have happening in the world right now. President David O. McKay said, Two contending forces, those forces are known and have been designated by different terms throughout the ages. In the beginning, they were known as Satan on the one hand and Christ on the other. In these days, they are called domination by the state on one hand, personal liberty on the other, communism on one hand, free agency on the other. President David O. McKay said in another talk, Communism introduced into the world a substitute for the true religion. It is a counterfeit of the gospel plan. The false prophets of communism predict a utopian society. This, they proclaim, will only be brought about as capitalism and free enterprise are overthrown, private property abolished, the family as a social unit eliminated, all classes abolished, all governments overthrown, and a communal ownership of property in a classless, stateless society established. Okay, so I just want to remind you what he said at the very beginning there in that first quote. He said, those forces are known and have been designated by different terms throughout the ages. So don't get caught up on any one term that's being used. There have always been counterfeits for Heavenly Father's plan here on the earth, and they've just been called different names throughout the history of the world. And the reason I don't want you to focus on that is because I think sometimes the word When something's not being called the word that we're familiar with, it makes us a little blind to what the plan of whatever we're seeing presented toward us actually is. So so again, don't get caught up on that word. So it's just whatever plan is being presented, whatever idea that is being presented that is in opposition to the plan of salvation, the plan of happiness. Ezra Taft Benson said, The central issue in the premortal council was, Shall the children of God have untrammeled agency to choose the course they should follow, whether good or evil, or should they be coerced and forced to be obedient? Christ and all who followed him stood for the former proposition, freedom of choice, 
Satan stood for the latter, coercion and force. And one of Lucifer's primary strategies has been to restrict our agency through the power of earthly governments. Okay, so I'm going to read another quote, and it's a little bit of a long one, but it is so good. Bruce R. McConkie said, When the Father announced his plan, when he chose Christ as the Redeemer and rejected Lucifer, there was a war in heaven. That war was a war of words. It was a conflict of ideologies. It was a rebellion against God and his laws. Lucifer sought to dethrone God, to sit himself on the divine throne, to save all men without reference to their works. He sought to deny men their agency so they could not sin. He offered a mortal life of carnality and sensuality, of evil and crime and murder, following which all men would be saved. And so, in the courts of heaven, the war of wars was waged. Christ and Michael and a mighty host of noble and great spirits preached the gospel of God and exhorted their brethren to follow the Father. Lucifer and his lieutenants preached another gospel, a gospel of fear and hate and lasciviousness and compulsion. They sought salvation without keeping the commandments, without overcoming the world, without choosing between opposites. And they prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And his legions, the legions of hell, are everywhere. They are the third part of the stars of heaven, the one-third of the spirit children of the Father, and they were cast out of their heavenly home because of rebellion. And so the Holy Word says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath. And he goes forth to make war with all men, and particularly with those who keep the commandments of God and have a testimony of Jesus Christ. And the war that is going on now among men, the war between good and evil, is a continuation of the war that began in heaven. Isn't President McConkie just the smartest? <laughs> I always am just amazed by his quotes. But I think that that quote, it's just such a great reminder that a lot of times I think we think of the war in heaven as something that that is past, which technically it has passed, but the issue is not resolved. We chose to come down here. We chose to get bodies. We chose to be here. But that war is continuing here. And in that war, our choice is not over. We did choose once to come down here and choose the Savior's plan, but we have to choose it again. We have to continue to choose it. What kind of persuasions might Satan have used to try and convince you that you should follow him up in heaven? Might he have said, why are you being so selfish? Don't you want everyone to come back? Satan's plan was based on the idea that there is no sin. He might have said, you should just get to be whoever you want to be. Why should anyone get to tell you what you need to do or who to be? Or he might have said, with my plan, you don't need anyone to save you. You are enough. Or my plan is for the greater good. Or when you go to earth, your body will be yours alone. No one has the right to tell you what you can or cannot do with it. Or who cares about agency when the stakes are so high? Don't you love the people around you? They might not make it back. You might not make it back. We are told in the scriptures that all things temporal are also spiritual. Every single lie we are being told right now can be represented spiritually, happened spiritually in the premortal experience. And don't forget that Satan's entire plan was a lie. It's not possible for us to become like Heavenly Father, to become a God without agency. We have to choose righteousness because righteousness is where all of God's power comes from. And it's ultimately where our power will come from. 
Satan was lying then and he is lying now. Make sure that the truths that you believe in align with the plan of salvation. Because the culmination of all of human history will be a time for you to choose again. In 2 Nephi chapter 2, verse 27, it says, Wherefore, men are free according to the flesh, and all things are given them which are expedient unto man. And they are free to choose liberty and eternal life through the great mediator of all men, or to choose captivity and death according to the captivity and power of the devil. For he seeketh that all men might be miserable like unto himself. Now, if you feel overwhelmed by all the pressures that are happening in the world as as the world gets louder and louder, telling you that you are the one that is wrong, that you are not compassionate, that you are selfish, that you think that you have any sort of right to proclaim truth, remember that the Lord will have the last say. Remember that the Lord knows so much more than you do and so much more than they do. Cling to the Holy Ghost. Make sure he is your constant companion because as they try to beat down your spirit and convince you that you don't know, the Holy Ghost can confirm that truth, can comfort you, can carry your spirit safely through whatever the world has to throw at you. Remember that God is love and embracing the truth as he defines it is always love and is always compassionate no matter what anyone else has to tell you. And most importantly, remember that there is perfect safety available to you. Helaman 5.12. I'm going to read it again. And now, my sons, remember, remember that it is upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, that ye must build your foundation, that when the devil shall send forth his mighty winds, yea, his shafts in the whirlwind, yea, when all his hail and his mighty storm shall beat upon you, it shall have no power over you to drag you down to the gulf of misery and endless woe, because of the rock upon which ye are built, which is a sure foundation, a foundation whereon if men build, they cannot fall. Through building your testimony upon the rock of our Lord Jesus Christ, you cannot fall. There is perfect safety. There is perfect peace. Let God prevail in your heart. That question is still up in the air, depending on what you do, what you choose. But when it comes to the world that Satan has power and dominion over right now, there is no letting God prevail. God will prevail. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for listening this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope even if that was a heavier episode, that that really brought the spirit back into your week, that it reminded you what is important and why you are here. Please share it far and wide. I think it's a message that so many need to hear. I think it's a message that I needed to hear. And I think it's a message that every single one of you needed to hear. I think that sometimes people hesitate to talk about really heavy things like this or to talk about things as though they will be a reality because it just feels uncomfortable. It feels a little scary. But sharing messages like this, talking about things like this, keeping this at the forefront of our minds is ultimately a loving thing to do because we want everyone who is willing to listen to be prepared for what Satan is going to throw at them. I'll talk to you next week. 